Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage. This is the podcast about New Hampshire bills that might not make the news, but could definitely still impact you. The legislative session may be coming to a close, but the action is far from over. We'll be watching to see what bills Governor Sununu signs and which ones he vetoes. And as always, we will be diving into these bills, unpacking the pros and cons, and telling you how to make your voice heard. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. And I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. All right, Anna, today we're going to be talking about jobs that high school kids have. Did you work any jobs while you were in high school? Mike, you will probably not be surprised to hear that I worked as a library page Ah. when I was in high school and all through college. I can library page. I can legitimately recite the alphabet backwards. Like I feel like that's a trope that like if you get pulled over for a sobriety stop and they're like, say the alphabet backwards, <laughs> I would have no problem doing that. I've never tested doing it well inebriated, mm-hmm. but I I trust myself that I would not be behind the wheel inebriated, in which case I would rip it out. Z there to you A. Go. No problem. What does a library page do? I've never even heard of that as a job. Oh, you put the books away. Oh. That's why I know the alphabet backwards and forwards. Man, and that I used checks to- out. That just feels so right for you. Yeah, that- It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, you can really trace my my origin story from shelving books to <laughs> it's research a clear and linear analysis. progression to where you are head of research and analysis. Yes, you can account. also totally connect with the whole having a cat thing and- uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a nerd, but I'm proud, proud nerd. There you go. Well, you may find interesting to know then that New Hampshire law places restrictions on the hours that minors can work a job while school is in session. So I don't know I don't know how that tied into your tenure as a library page, but this law intended to make sure that young people have time to focus on their education could be significantly pared back if the governor signs SB 345. The debate has folks on both sides fired up between business owners desperate for more help and those that say it puts business before education. So let's set the stage, Anna. Tell me a bit about New Hampshire's current law where this is concerned. Okay, so New Hampshire law has several different places where it's certain types of work, certain types of hours, when school is in session, what it is, and all these child labor laws. So young people hired to bus tables must be at least 15. If they work in lounges, they need to be at least 16. And this relates to concerns about them clearing alcohol glasses off of tables, I guess, concerned that, you know, those those teenagers are just going to take a swig of an unfinished martini. <laughs> there are also limits on how many hours a minor can work if shift starts before 6 a.m. or go past 8 p.m. They get a little complicated, the rules about how many days you're working and how late it is, but let's just say that there's limits on how late you work and how often, how many hours there is. If school is in full session, Teens age 16 or 17 can't work more than six consecutive days per week or more than 30 total hours per week, according to state law. All right. My head is already spinning a little bit with all those different rules. And then they have a bunch of exceptions for school weeks that aren't five days long, right? Correct. There are allowances made for shorter school weeks, specifically, you know, four days, three days, so on. Still, given the tight labor market, many New Hampshire employers wish they could have their young employees working more hours when school is in session. Okay, that makes sense. So let's dig into this bill then. So what would SB 345 change? The New Hampshire legislature has passed an amended version of SB 345. So that's what we're going to talk about here as opposed to how it was introduced. The bill would make significant changes to all of those youth laws we talked about. Mm. First, it would lower the minimum age for busing tables to 14. As for the number of hours minor students could work, the restrictions would be pared back and simplified. 
there would no longer be a limit on the number of consecutive days they could work, and the 30-hour-per-week limit would rise to 35 hours per week. The bill would also strike any limit on hours for shorter school weeks and repeal the limit on early and late shifts that I talked about. All right. So it sounds like expanding, but also simplifying the current law. So if I had to guess where people fall on this issue, I'm betting New Hampshire business owners are for it and a lot of educators and people in that side are against it. Am I right? Broadly speaking, pretty much. At the hearings for this bill, members of the New Hampshire business community spoke in favor of it. So restaurants in particular were interested in bringing in younger teens to bus tables, stock shelves. The owner of Aroma Joe's argued that the current limit on hours have been confusing to employers, parents, young workers, and school officials. He believes this bill would address the confusion and prevent situations where students who worked a couple of late evenings during the school week are then prevented from taking a longer weekend shift. He also made the point that this would allow young workers to stay at one employer instead of working two jobs to squeeze in more hours. Right. That's an interesting point. So it's not just that they want kids to be allowed to work longer. It's also just that they want to make it easier to understand the law and make sure that they're actually following it. What do detractors say about the bill? Others are definitely hesitant about changing the rules. Senator Rebecca perkins Quaka from Portsmouth, for one, argued that a student's need for extra money needs to be balanced with the impact on their education. High school students need time to work on their homework and study for upcoming exams. And some worry these important priorities would take a back seat under the proposed legislation. To note here, an earlier version of the bill did still limit late night shifts for teens. So the whole idea was part of the concern was this is just a really confusing law when it comes to how late they can work, how many nights a week, and if they go over a certain limit, something else kicks in. So an earlier version of the bill said no work after 10 p.m. on school nights and no work after 12 a.m. on the weekend but the House just got rid of that altogether, so there's just no more limits on late-night work. Right. The amended version of SB 345, without the limit on late nights, passed the House and Senate, which means now it's up to Governor Sununu to decide whether to sign or veto it. So if you have an opinion about this proposal, you can call or email his office and let him know. You can learn how to contact him and other elected officials at citizenscount.org, as always. And all right, Anna, that means it's time for... Only in New Hampshire. What have you got for us? Okay, so opponents of the bill we talked about today have accused it of being a child labor bill. We didn't get into some of the spicy tweets <laughs> that came out about this bill, but the tweets were spicy because, yeah, I mean, this all of this law dates back to child labor debates and, and trying to protect children's right to education and so on. Um, so it got me a little bit interested in the history of child labor in New Hampshire and the laws and There's a lot to dig in there, a lot I could have chosen from. For example, at one point in the 1800s, I was laughing because it was it was something like kids were limited to 12 hour shifts or something. It was like 50 hours a week. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that is so just like really upsetting. But anyway, it it gets even different than that, because if we go way back, way back to the very founding of our American colonies in the 17th and 18th centuries, some of them actually had compulsory child labor. As early as 1547, laws were enacted providing for the compulsory apprenticing or binding out of children to 5 to 14 years old whose parents were paupers, on the ground that children brought up in idleness might be so rooted in that that they hardly they may brought about to good thrift and labor. I had trouble saying that. I'm not even really sure what it means. But basically... 
the government was like, yeah, if you start them young, send your- I think is what it means. Start them <laughs> young. There you go. Good summary, Mike Dunbar. Well, see, so I guess no matter what, we've made progress. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose I could make a really controversial, spicy argument. I'm sure there's at mm-hmm. least some people out there who would like to like to see some sort of uh, a work. I feel like there's a lot of the hatred and, and, and angst towards Gen Z about like supposedly they don't want to work, you know. That's another podcast topic. I, I feel like I can't I can't say anything I think about that. But definitely, I think children as young as five. I feel like everyone can agree that children as young as five should not be forced to work. Like, I really hope that that is something we can all agree on. I don't think they'd be very good employees. It, have you ever talked to a child younger than five? Like, okay, I don't but know did you see that Netflix get, but, uh, show about the, the toddlers in Japan sent out on their the, first errands on their own? Yes. Oh, my God. I just found out about this, and it changed my life. Did you see the one with the, the kid and the fish? He has to deliver like a fish to the fishmonger and he keeps dropping it. Didn't oh, he man. have like this very intense face off with a cat? Yes. Where it was like, oh man, yes. So, now I also have to fight stray animals. I believe so. the show is called Old Enough for those who are wondering what we're talking about at home. So that is also a good tidbit for all of our New Hampshire listeners out there. If you want to evaluate child labor, though, Japan, probably not a good example. I feel Japan, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of strange things that happen in Japan that just do not apply to our culture. Fair enough. Much love to Japan, but I just feel like it's a really, 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 really different place. I mean, they also, their economy does really strange things too. Haven't, haven't they been in deflation, a deflationary economy for years now? We wouldn't even know what that's like at this point. That's no, that's why I brought it up. I'm like, I just feel like it's a yeah. foreign, very foreign land at this point. I can only dream about what that would be like. Inflation, man. We'll have to we'll have to dig into that on another podcast. However, that wraps it up for this podcast. You can find more information and episodes at citizensaccount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by me, Mike Dunbar. Lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people for the people. 